Welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D. This is your host, Devana, and today's episode is about pest control and how you can avoid guest refunds. Airbnb's policy generally allows guests to get refunds if any pest-related issues significantly impact their stay. So let's be clear, all pest issues significantly impact the stay because who wants to go somewhere with ants, fruit flies, mice, spiders, whatever, right? Roaches. So stay tuned on what we need to pay attention to, how we can warn our guests to prepare for certain pests if we're in an area that is just part of the ecological system and how we can avoid refunding them their money. I'm starting this podcast wishing that the me of 10 years ago could listen to this. Actually, the me of 12 years ago, because it was about 10 years ago, I started working for Terminix Pest Control. But I, myself, am, was someone that was deathly afraid of bugs. It didn't matter what kind of bug, y'all. An ant, a mosquito, a fly, definitely bees and spiders. We're not even talking, oh my gosh, let's not even talk about them. Flies were my enemy. And they always just seemed so angry with, I don't know, but the fear in me was real. And it was an inherited fear. My father was deathly afraid of bugs too. It wasn't until I started working for Terminix Pest Control where I started to see what different bugs meant, what different bugs ate, and which ones you should be afraid of and which ones you shouldn't. And it was just the most ridiculous thing ever, me even working at a pest control company. I really don't even remember applying to this company. I think they reached out to me. Maybe it was a job fair or something. This was like 2014. So I'm like, how are you even contacting me? But I needed a job. I needed the money. So I took it and we went through this training and we went on a field visit where we had to accompany a technician on exterminations in their daily jobs. I let them know I was deathly afraid. I would not be going to anyone's houses with roaches or anything like that. And they let me know me either. Not that day at least. So when I started to see how different bugs act, I was still a little afraid. And I am still afraid of the ones that cause us harm. But now I completely understand. And I understand in a good way. For example, the difference between an American cockroach and a German roach. I was someone that was afraid of all bugs, maybe like many of you. So a bug is a bug, a roach is a roach. But no, there's really a difference. German roaches prefer indoors. Those are the ones that are nasty. They're eating your food. They're eating things you're leaving out. They're around the microwave. That's disgusting. Those are things that you should not have in your Airbnb at all. And usually they're not things that you would find in the Airbnb unless they were either brought in from a guest or a neighbor next door, unfortunately, if you're in a single family home or an apartment. But that's why I love apartments because for one, any of you that are corporately leased, I need you to take a look at your ledger and see that you are paying for pest control every month. That means that you can make a call anytime you need for an extra spray around your patio in the inside of your apartment. But more importantly, that community has pest control already implemented. So it's not something you have to worry about too much, which is why, again, I love apartments. So you see, there's so many great benefits. Maybe I couldn't articulate them all into one post, 
but there are so many ways that hosting is made easier when you go certain routes. So, American cockroaches. I've had units in Georgia. We've had units in California, Colorado, and out of all of our units, everyone has a different type of pest or maybe no pest at all. In Georgia, American cockroaches are outside. They're just outside. They're walking up the street. These are not the German roaches. They're just outside, those big old fat roaches. And sometimes they can get into your place. But the thing is, those are the roaches that prefer, prefer outdoors. So if a guest sees that in your home, it is not the same thing as a German roach. However, you may have a guest that doesn't know the difference, doesn't care, and want their money back. The thing to know that Airbnb's policy states that guests are allowed refunds for pest-related issues, cleanliness concerns, um, health concerns, and of course we know all pests carry concerns. And this episode is not just about roaches. This is about spiders, this is about mice, mosquitoes, everything. Because these type of pests have ways that you can either rectify the guest issue by letting them leave early, which is going to always be the answer depending on the type of pest that you have, guys. That's the way you're going to avoid a refund. And it's always easier for you to rebook another guest immediately. Trust me, I've gone through this multiple times. So let's follow a sequence here. Let's talk about, depending on where you are, what you're used to. Any Florida hosts, any Texas residents, any Hawaii residents. Well, I know, even anyone in Australia, I know, we all know, the pests, the animals, the every, the birds, the mosquitoes, the, the size of them that you deal with. But what happens when you get a guest that's traveling from Alaska to Florida for the first time, they stay in your unit and see for the first time a bug they've never seen and equates that with the place being dirty? What happens if you're in a single family unit and you have a lot of mosquitoes or sugar ants? Those are so normal, but so disgusting for a guest to see. Even though we've all probably been in a house or a building, worked at a place that's had sugar ants, no one wants to pay their money to stay there because that's not something we're seeing in a hotel. And if you do walk in a hotel and they give you a room with the uh, ant infestation, you'll easily be able to get another room, no problem. So you should be able to offer that same type of luxury. And I'll tell you how, because there is a way. Of course, we don't just kick the guests out. We give them an option. And that option that they take is what allows us to not have to refund them in the end. Things that help often, of course, are pest inspections. Every apartment, even though I love apartments and I say they come with pest control, there are still things that I do to the apartments that I'm in to ensure that I don't have the issues that my neighbor has. I schedule extra pest inspections. So that pest control that you pay for that comes around, I make sure mines are usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I make sure that they are always spraying in the unit and around especially because I have these units under my business, it makes it easier. I would like a pest-free business. And that's why I came to this community. And, and that's why I picked a place that offered pest control, no matter the price I had to pay for it, because I knew I wanted to keep that for my guests, right? Next, I seal entry points. I put extra barriers around my door. Get someone from Thumbtack to do it or do it yourself, but make sure that you're doing it so that you're avoiding things that people are going through on the outside and using pest resistant materials, 
providing bug repellents and screens for guests. That's the number one thing. If you know you live in an area or you um, have a unit in an area that has a lot of mosquitoes or, um, you know, bugs that are outdoors, you could even make a little sign, laminate it, put it on the patio, include it in your guest book, include sunscreen, include bug spray. Let guests know, hey, the area that you picked is awesome, but we are tropical. So make sure that you have these things ready when you go out, we're providing them for you. That's you preparing the guests that outdoors is gonna be bugs and also reminding them to shut those doors if they don't want them to come inside. One thing I love to talk about spiders is because I didn't learn this until of course I started working for pest control. But spiders only eat other bugs. So I mean, they can bite anything, but their primary source of food is other bugs. So just unlike a mosquito, which mosquitoes as well, only when only female, I'm call them women. <laughs> only they act like women going up, walking up on people, biting all up on people, but only the female mosquitoes will bite you and they only need that blood source for their eggs. It's not anything that they want to eat on. They actually like sugar. So when a mosquito is looking for a host to get blood from, they're about to lay their eggs and they're going to do that. You normally see it's raining outside. Hey, you know when you've gotten bit by a mosquito. But that's the only reason why they come to you. But for the spiders, they only eat other bugs. So when you see a bunch of spiders, and this is very common, when you see spiders, pest control needs to address what they're eating. Is it flies? Is it the sugar ants? Are there wasps, carpenter bees that are inside of the patio or the furniture that you don't see? You need to address that because spiders don't just come for no reason. So the great thing is when you're empowered and you have this education and this knowledge, you also know how to address the guests, which I think is the most important thing that I've learned over every business I started, especially hosting with Airbnb, is knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can provide a better customer service. It's even like that at work, right? When you know more about what's going on, you can talk to your guests like a person and be able to reason with them more. What are some things that you can do naturally? You can also use natural repellents, natural scents, depending on where your unit is, because it is important to realize that not everyone started their Airbnb in the same area and not everyone deals with the same pests. And certainly where your guests are coming from may not be um, what they're used to. One thing I had to stop doing was getting units on the terrace level. I used to love terrace level. I felt like it was so private for the guests, but I realized it gave me more pest issues than the units on the second floor, the third floor, or the fourth floor. That's something you learn with experience. So I realized I had less pest control calls for those higher units and more happiness for my guests. And even if the pests were normal to outside, no one wants to see it. So how do we avoid refunds? Because this is the thing. Well, the first things first, you have proof that you have pest control active. Let's do a disclaimer first. This disclaimer is for German roaches, y'all, or in bed bugs. German roaches and bed bugs are not part of the ecological system. They're not something that you just see walking outside. They are genuine invasive pests that thrive on what humans thrive on, which make them 
invasive and they come in your home, they bite you, they eat your food, they spray a bacteria. And that's just something that we can't even contribute to outside. So if you are someone that has had those pest issues, I would suggest, because I've also experienced this too, where I had a guest that I potentially thought could have brought in a bed bug. It wasn't a bed bug. It turned out they just wanted to get out of the reservation without having to pay anything more. That's another episode for another day. But uh, we went ahead and got bombs as a preventative measure. And most of the units that I get always are on, you know, like I said before, terrace level. I don't do that anymore, but they'll be further off, of course, from the leasing office, but more so privacy so I can ensure that my guests get privacy. I don't have to worry about neighbors next door making any crazy noise and giving my guests refunds and discounts because of it, X, Y, Z. So we were able to bomb the units and then, of course, have the pest control come in. So you use the complex's pest control for inspection. That's where they come in and they do their, you know, their thing. They inspect and then they let you know and the complex know if they found anything. And, of course, you are always hoping that they found nothing. But that report is available to you, by the way. So you either can ask the complex to email that to you or you go in and get it. But here's what happens if you have an issue with the guest. So let's say your guest is in your unit and they are not experiencing German roaches or bed bugs, but they are experiencing something else like too many fruit flies, um, which is nasty because they eat your food, or sugar ants in the bathroom, or... Okay, I'm going to give another example. So those two examples, right? Let's say they're dealing with something like that. Then... You know and I know that those two things are not things that you just walk in and eliminate with a simple swat. They are things, however, that once you put off a fogger, like a ray fogger, I love those things. I keep a, a, a bunch of those. I just be setting those off just on anything sometimes, guys. You walk back in the unit, and I'm telling you, little stuff you didn't even, little fruit, like anything is just dead. Everything is dead. So I just use that. Often anyway, of course, you air out the unit, but I use it in between bookings because I just feel like it's just the best thing to do, period. It's easy to do than to try to get someone in there to rectify a pest issue. It's easier to be proactive than reactive, in my opinion. So let's say you get one of those people. You know that that's not something you can knock out right now, so then you provide them the option. I truly apologize for the inconvenience. This... Okay, there's so many things. I was about to give you an example. There are so many reasons that you can give as to the influx of those pests. You could say the door was left open by the cleaners. You could say your neighbor, hey, whatever. I'm not going to tell you what to say because I don't want to teach you how to lie. But whatever you give the reason to those things, this is your solution. Your solution is the apology, the reason, and the penalty-free cancellation. A penalty-free cancellation is different than a refund. A penalty-free cancellation means that you are going to alter, adjust the dates of their stay rather than allow them to stay on your property and not get paid for it. Do you get what I'm saying? So you know that those things are not going to be done at night. You can let them know what issue caused it, terribly apologize. The remedy is a penalty-free cancellation so that you are able to get the exterminators in for a 24-hour bombing, um, which the place has to be vacant for, unfortunately. 
Um, and then, you know, you can make sure that they're not charged for any of the dates and Airbnb can rebook and rehouse them given this issue. Now, the conversation you are going to have with the Airbnb support ambassador is going to be, um, you know, separate than this conversation, but you're at least putting this in your Airbnb messages so that when that ambassador goes and looks on the history, they can see the resolution. Now, this is what happens typically. Usually, if this is something that people deal with in their own house and they just want a little bit of a discount, they'll come in back and say, actually, I love the place. I hate that this is happening. Is there anything else you can do? And you can say, hey, well, thank you so much for wanting to stay. In lieu of a refund and canceling penalty free, I am able to offer and then you put whatever discount you want, $25, $50. Why are we doing all of this, right? Why are we saying all of this? Well, it's because this is a business. This is not a hobby. This is not a game, it's a business. And not only does documentation rule the nation, but your reputation is important for your business. And your guest review is also counting on this. This also helps you in the event that a retaliatory review is being written or a review that's a complete lie is being written. You have a representative, an ambassador that can go look on this correspondence and see what you provided and what the customer declined. This is to CYA cover your, you know. So, that is why we do all of this in this sequence. So you'll get the person either says, hey, I love the space. Is there anything you can do? And then you'll give them the discount. Or you'll get the extreme person that's afraid of bugs, never deals with this at their own house, and wants to take the leave immediately. Now, they may also have an issue with the paying for the one day. And this is where you make a reasonable and customary decision for your own business um, if they were only there for 20 minutes and they saw an issue, that's different. If they were there for 10 hours and there was an issue, that's a different refund type of situation. So, of course, you will use your best judgment, but then you will get those people that want to take that penalty-free cancellation. So what does that mean when they say, okay, I'd like to take this and leave immediately and get my money back? They're saying get their money back from Airbnb because remember, they just checked in. You haven't gotten paid. This is basically for when your guest first checks in. I guess I should have clarified that at first. There are times where you'll have midterm tenants and a week into their stay, they finally report an issue that they noticed that they thought was gonna go away or something happens that wasn't happening before. That's a different conversation. We'll deal with that differently. So for most of um, the most frequent occurrences is when you have your tourists traveling, your guests traveling for the weekend, people coming for events, conferences, things like that. This is going to be the game plan that you use to make sure that you don't have to give them any refunds. Okay, so when they wanna take that, they're basically saying, okay, I don't mind, I'm not gonna come back at you for this. Even if they try to come back at you, the fact that you've documented in lieu of, or I am offering you this as the solution, and they said, okay, I accept it, Airbnb won't make you do anything further on that, and I love it. So unfortunately, is the answer always get the person out? No. For things like the fruit flies and the sugar ants and things like that, I mean, we know that that's not something that just goes away in 20 minutes. But you will get crazy complaints where someone will complain like, oh my God, there's a wasp in the house. And then you'll check the outdoor camera and you'll see that they left the door open for the dog that they never registered or told you was coming. It's crazy, right? It's a lot that goes on. And in those cases, 
that's where you can provide education. I noticed that the door was left open because of the alarm. Make sure you're very careful when you're saying things like I saw, I noticed, I heard. Only use that terminology if or that verbiage if you have disclosed in your Airbnb listing that there are recording devices on the premises and that the customer or the guest is well aware of, you know, the doorbell camera, the outdoor camera. Don't say that too loosely because the last thing you will want is to so for someone to feel like you're watching them. So make sure you say it as non-invasive as possible. I received an alarm ding when the door was open and it looks like it was open for X amount of minutes or the window was open. This could have been why. Even if you don't have an alarm on the window, they don't know that. Even if they want to inspect it, they don't know that. And it sounds a lot better than saying, I saw you on the camera, leave the door open. It's just so weird to say that. As always, this episode was short and sweet because really it's straight to the point. We're starting these businesses to change our life and make money. Sometimes we will launch a business in an area that has a pest issue that is just something we can't control. And here are the things that we do to control that. What I also want to say is if you are a host that launches out of state, then it is your responsibility to do your due diligence and to know what pests are common and local for a certain area and how you can protect yourself. Because I've had that experience too, where I've been speaking to someone, mentoring them, and they're starting their business out of state, which you know I love, go where you can make the money. But then maybe the research was not fully put into that community. You have to know where you're starting your business. Start the business anywhere that's profitable, but know the area that you're starting in. Before a hotel is built, there is years worth of research conducted in terms of the traveling, the traffic, any highways that are being built in that area. And that's how they make a decision on where to put their business, their short-term rental, based off of all of that research, not just where, you know, they feel like they can make a few extra dollars. I'm sure there are other places they can make more money, but maybe not have the new highway that's being built or the new casino that's going to be around the corner, like though, or the new airport that's about to be finished. Those things are important. So research your area so that you fully know how to profit. And if you haven't followed Airbnb with D on Instagram, you need to now get our followers up. Please rate the podcast if you haven't already. And if you need some one-on-one support or group assistance, you need to be in the accountability group. There's really no excuse. The link to join the group is in this episode's description. So I hope to see and talk to you there.